Welcome to Excess Returns, where we focus on what works over the long term in the markets. Join us as we talk about the strategies and tactics that can help you become a better long-term investor. Justin Carboneau and Jack Forehand are principals at Validia Capital Management. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Validia Capital. No information on this podcast should be construed as investment advice. Securities discussed in the podcast may be holdings of clients of Validia Capital. Hey guys, this is Justin. In this episode of Excess Returns, Jack and I discuss how oftentimes people look back at past experiences and overestimate their ability to understand what is happening at the time. All of the unknowns around COVID-19 gives us an opportunity to reflect on the concept of how much we may not know in the here and now, particularly in times with very high degrees of uncertainty. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the discussion. So... One of the things that we all, I think, fall victim to as investors and probably just in life in general is the tendency to think that we saw things coming after the fact. So if you think about investing, whether it be the, 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 the financial crisis and the housing bust or you know maybe the big decline we saw at the end of 2015 when energy peaked or whatever it might be, it's always easy to look back at those environments and situations and a lot of people do this and and they sort of say okay you know i saw that i saw that coming and you can kind of the narrative in your mind because you know what caused it it's almost like people convince themselves that they they would have known or had the knowledge of that before those events or while those events were happening and it's only until after those things transpired that we actually understand um what was happening and so your article, A Letter to My Future Self, which you've written a lot of letters to yourself. I know, probably, probably <laughs> too many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At this point. Um, but that was it. And that's how you started that, which it was a really interesting thing to think about. You know, I don't think people think about that enough, which is, you know, you probably didn't see it. Um, most people don't. And, you know, you have to be careful not to brainwash yourself and think that you saw it. So why don't you just shake out that idea a little bit more. I'm probably not doing a good enough job. No, explaining you did what a good job. I mean, basically in retrospect, all of us, whatever ends up happening, like if you take this bear market, for example, whatever ends up happening, we'll look back and we'll say, I saw it coming. You know, whether we, you know, we we're in a big rally right now, whether that rally holds and, we, and we've already hit bottom, we'll think that, you know, we'll look at the positive facts that are around right now. And we'll say, I saw that coming. If, if we have another huge leg down, we'll look at the negative facts and we'll say, I saw that coming. And so the point of my article was, it's not just, you know, a lot of investors do it, but I also do it myself. And so I wanted to write a letter to myself to say, here's what's actually going on on the ground right now. Here are all the facts. So when I look back and say, whatever happens, I say I saw it coming, I can realize it was much more uncertain at the time than what I actually think it was in retrospect. All right. And you kind of built on this. So you started with talking about like the virus and the fact that it's, you know, growing exponentially every day. You know, what's interesting about this is a month ago, like I, I was, I was not on the side that this was. I didn't see that. I mean, I didn't see this. Real, I didn't see this one coming at all because it was like you heard about this in China, and then you heard about it maybe in Italy, and then it was like, oh, it's not a big deal. And so, but now looking back, it's like I almost want to say, oh yeah, like I, you know, I clearly saw it because, but I, I wasn't on top of it whatsoever. You were way more on top of it than I was. Yeah, and you know, and most people didn't see this coming. It's hard to, it's easy to look back and look at the facts about what was going on in China and the shutdown of Wuhan and all that stuff and say, all right, obviously it was going to come to the U.S. 
And, and maybe that's the case. I mean, if you talk to medical professionals, you know, many of them thought it was going to come. But for your average investor, it was not obvious, you know, what was going to happen. And then if you look at where we are right now, there are a lot of positives in terms of, I mean, obviously the, the virus situation is, you know, mostly a health situation. And we're just going to talk about the stock market part of it. But if you look at it just from a stock market perspective, there are a lot of positives in terms of what might happen with the virus. There are a lot of negatives and, and we don't know what's going to happen. You know, in recent days, we've seen some data that indicates that maybe the exponential growth of this is slowing. And, you know, you have politicians are out and, you know, medical experts are now saying maybe we'll be able to open up a little sooner than we thought. But will that change? You know, will will the growth get going again or will we open up and then there'll be problems because, you know, we'll start the virus going again by opening up or many people think, you know, we might open up and be open all summer and then in the fall it's going to come back. And so we're going to have to shut down again. So if you think about this and you think about all the potential outcomes for the market, I mean, even if you're a medical professional and most of us aren't, there's a lot of variables in there. And, you know, we may look back after the fact and say, well, I, I saw that coming. But right now in the moment, we don't see any of this coming because we just don't know. It's, it's far too uncertain. Just before we even get into the stock market, just the medical situation on its own is so uncertain. And, and the medical situation is what's driving the market at this point. So even though we might look back at in retrospect and say, all right, I saw, you know, I saw whatever happened with the virus coming. The reality is none of us really see it right now. It's far too uncertain. So if stocks have actually put in the bottom, which I'm not predicting that, I'm not saying they have, but if they have and, you know, things aren't as bad as some of these models have um, predicted, obviously the economy shut down. So the, the market's going to react to, I mean, in the short run, it's, you know, a lot of psychology and then trying to figure out what this range of potential outcomes is and how much the shutdown has impacted business and profitability. But if we can get things going back to some degree of like normal operation, you know, quicker rather than later, looking out a year from now, we may look back and say, I mean, who knows? Stocks might be up a lot. And I think in, as an investor, you might look back at this time and say, I thought it wasn't as bad as it was, but yet I don't think you'd be telling yourself the truth because to your point, you know, no one really knows. There's such a wide range of potential outcomes here. And, you know, investors will, I think, be largely influenced by whatever happens um, and not necessarily thinking back to, you know, the degree of uncertainty they were in at the time. Right. And this is not even a financial issue, which makes it even harder. You know, your traditional bear market 2008 is very hard to judge when you're in the middle of it. But when, when what's driving it is a medical issue, now you're even further outside. Even those of us that are professionals with this, we're further outside of our core competency. competency. Because how do we know? I mean, I'm not a medical expert. I can't tell you what's going to happen with the virus. But in order to understand how it's going to play out, I have to know what's going to happen with the virus. But I probably will look back two years from now and say, oh, I should have known what was going to happen with the virus. Because, you know, for, for whatever reason, I'll think that I should have known it in the time when the reality is this situation right now is really, really uncertain. And that's what I was trying to get across is there's so much uncertainty around so many things right now that even if we look back and say I should have known it, you really shouldn't have known it because it's just too complicated at this point. One of the things that investors might do is look at like valuations. That was another point in your article and you were kind of making the point that, you know, we're, we're down, but you know, stocks, there's groups of stocks that look sort of still expensive and then there's certain groups that look really cheap. And 
you know, it'd be easy a year or two from now to look back and say, okay, see, you know, clearly these, this, this group of stocks, small cap value or these energy names or airlines, I mean, they were trading at, you know, single digit, digit PEs. If those are the best performing companies, you know, it'll be easy to look back and say, okay, see, I, I could have, I could have figured that out or I knew that then, but you know, that would have been almost very few people are doing that. Yeah. You know, there's almost two different things going on here. There's the market as a whole. And, you know, when people compare the sort of the 2008 bottom to what we're doing right now, well, the market as a whole, one major difference is the market as a whole is much more expensive than it was, you know, at the 2009 bottom. So, you know, you can't really compare those two situations. And, and as we're looking at it at the time, that's one reason maybe to be a little less bullish than I would have been, or maybe a lot less bullish than I would have been at 2009. You know, we had historically low valuations then. We might have historically low valuations now on a segment of the market, but we don't have it for the entire market. And so that makes this situation tricky too, because we've had our major decline, but we don't have those rock bottom valuations you typically might want to see coming out of a bear market. So just like the medical situation, the valuation situation is very cloudy as well. So now we've, we've put another layer on top of this. Now, in order to, for me to look back and say, I should have seen this coming, I have to feel as I could have evaluated the medical situation. And now I have to also feel like I could have evaluated the valuation situation. And then on top of that, we've got the economic situation, which is we've now shut down our economy for an extended period of time. We don't A, know how long that's going to be, and B, know what the implications of that are. And you know, anybody who says they know that you know, is, are fooling you because we've never gone through it before ever. And so it's impossible for us to you know, properly judge something we've never been through before. So on top of those, the top of medical and valuation, now I also have to judge what is the impact of this shutdown and how long is this shutdown going to last? And so when you pile all of that on, when we look back in retrospect and say, I should have seen this coming, you, you know, you have to look at these facts and say, this is really uncertain right now. And, and sitting in the moment, I have no idea how this is going to play out. I mean, you may, you may feel like you have a stronger opinion than I do, but it, it seems very, very uncertain right now. But let's talk about what the implications are, though, for your average investor, because that's in, important. I mean, on the one hand, you know, we're saying it's, you know, you don't want to think that uh, you know what the the outcomes are or you're going to make these predictions that are going to be right or that you're going to look in, in the future. You're going to look back and say you saw it coming. But, you know, in terms of what an investor should be taking away from this, is it just, you know, with you know, in investing, given things are so, so super uncertain in the short term, that really it's always important to take a long-term view to understand that in the short run, stocks are very risky. I mean, you're rewarded for that risk with hopefully good long-term returns over time, but that's even not over all five-year periods or 10-year periods is a guarantee either. So let's just try to shake out a couple of the implications for investors when thinking about this type of um, idea? Yeah, so, you know, it's good to talk about this in theory, but in, the problem comes when you try to put it into action. And so when, you, when you're trying to go back and say, I saw this coming, like if, if I were, for instance, to look back at the 2008 bear market and I was to say, all right, I saw it coming, you know, I saw all the issues with housing, you know, I saw the subprime situation, I saw it coming. Now, when I translate that to this bear market, that's where that becomes a problem. Because now I become overconfident. Now I say, well, if I saw that one coming, whatever my conviction is now, that must also be right. And mm. so that's where this can be dangerous. You know, that's the actionable part of this is if there's any lesson of all this, it's to do nothing. You know, if, any, if there's any lesson, it's once you have your asset allocation set up, you know, an asset allocation set up that's appropriate for you, you need to ride out these periods. And looking back and thinking, you know, you're smarter than you were, 
can lead you to make big mistakes in the next bear market. And so th that was sort of, if there's an actionable takeaway from this, I think that's it. Okay. Um, so I think that's a good way to sort of end it. Um, we'll put a, a link to Jack's article to his future investing self in the podcast. So five years from now, he can re-listen to this podcast and reread his article. Um, and uh, hopefully you guys um, got some value out of this. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Hi guys, this is Justin again. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Excess Returns. You can follow Jack on Twitter at, at @practicalquant and follow me on Twitter at, at @jjcarbono. If you found this discussion interesting and valuable, please subscribe in either iTunes or on YouTube or leave a review or a comment. We appreciate it.